Yo, Chuck. Jay? I have this friend. His Lies. name's... His, I call bullshit already. His name's Geraldo Rivera Jr. Geraldo Rivera, Rivera Jr. Jr. Yes. So what happens was, he was he was a drinker, okay? So he'd go out to the bar, and one night his wife was fed up, and she said, Listen, loser, Geraldo Rivera Jr., I don't want you drinking anymore. And you got to make a promise to me that you're not going to do it. But this guy likes to get lit, bro, okay? So he told his wife he would do it. So he went out. The next night, he told all his buddies, he said, listen, I can't get drunk. I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry, guys. And they're like, no, F that, dude. You're going to come out and drink with us. You're going to get lit. Geraldo Rivera. Sounds like he's his own worst enemy. Exactly. It's no surprise to me (laughs) that he, okay. So what happens is he ends up getting drunk anyway. Throws up all over himself. And he goes to his friends and he's crying. He's like, oh, my gosh. I don't know what I'm going to do. My wife said she'd leave me. If I came home drunk again, he's like, here, this is what you do. Take $20, put it in your pocket. When you go home and she asks what happened, say someone threw up on you at the party. And the $20 will be in the pocket to pay for the dry cleaning. So he's like, it'll never work. So he goes home. Wife wakes up, sees sees what happens, starts crying, flipping out. He's like, no, 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 honey. What happened was someone threw up on me out at the bar. Look, there's $20 in my pocket to pay for the dry cleaning. So she goes and grabs it. She sees it. She's like, oh, thank God. I thought you were out drinking again. Yada, yada, yada. Dinner at Chili's. So he comes back out the next night at, at the bar and he tells all his friends, Oh my God, it worked. I can't believe it. I'm going to get drunk tonight. Thanks, guys, for showing me the way. Gets obliterated. Comes home. This is a long joke, by the way. Did I mention this? Comes home. His wife finds him. Again, she's like, She's not sure. She's like, Was he drinking? I don't know. He looks wasted. And she's like, Honey. Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I went out to the bar last night. Uh, just just look in my pocket. You'll see. You'll see. So she goes in there, and she's like, well, there's 40 bucks in here. And he's like, yeah, well, the same guy shit in my pants. No! <laughs> Was it worth the wait, folks? I don't know. Let's start the show. <laughs> well, I know Nick is a podcast, and you're listening to it today. Well, I know Nick is a podcast, and it's hosted by Chuck. Hello, welcome. Hi. Episode 39 of the world famous We're Not Nordic podcast. Uh, My name is Chuck. Hi, my name is Jay, and you know it's National Coca-Cola Day. Is it really? It is, and we have some fizzies. We have several Coca-Colas here, because we've been, uh, today's episode is catered by the good people at 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 Moe's Mexican. Welcome to Moe's, guys. Get that burrito, get them chips. We paid for it, but they catered it nonetheless. Yes, they did. This is true. Um... I've noticed they haven't done welcome to Moe's since masks have been mandatory. I guess it's I guess it's just too much. Well, yeah, I guess they have to uh, conserve breathing apparatus. But listen, the burritos were uh, were quite off the chain, so uh, all were. is forgiven. I agree. Um, the 39th anniversary gift, uh, the gemstone is uh, A G A T E. I don't know if that's a gate or a gate. Okay. And the ma- the uh, modern gift is lace. So Ooh. send us something sexy, would you, listeners? Frilly and lacy. Uh, so here's some some news type things. 
and some stuff that I saw on the internet that I thought was worth sharing with you good people, um, starting with... Sharon Osborne with you. That's how we bless Auss- each other. Aussie. <laughs> Minnie! <laughs> Louisiana man face charges for swimming in sports sporting goods store fish tank. Oh, okay, yeah. You saw this one? No, I just don't like when people do things like this. The suspect told reporters he plunged into an indoor aquarium at a Bass Pro Shop in Bossier City to celebrate getting 2,000 likes on TikTok. Okay. Police in Louisiana were able to reel in a man captured on video swimming through a fish tank at a sporting goods store. Kevin Wise, age 26, okay. told KSLA-TV that he plunged into the indoor aquarium uh, uh, to follow through on a promise he made to followers on the social media platform TikTok. I said that if I got 2,000 likes, I would jump in the tank. I got way more than that and didn't want to be a liar. Well, I respect his commitment to the bit, I guess. Right, okay, well, I already got the newspaper guy writing, you know, they were going to reel him in. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah you're so, right. So is there any way that, did they try and lure him out of the water? I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, let's see if there's any more puns yes, here. Yes, come on. A video captured by shopper Treasure McGraw. That's got to be a fake Treasure name. McGraw, okay. That's got to be a fake name. Related, related to Dr. Phil, right? <laughs> Is that his last name? Isn't it Phil McGraw? Yeah, I think you might be right. Okay. <laughs> Showed Wise swimming through the tank before climbing out and running from the store with wet clothes. We heard a big splash, and I thought it was one of the fish, McGraw told the news outlet. See, that's bullshit. I wouldn't put McGraw. If, that, if the name was Treasure McGraw, I would write the whole thing out every time. <laughs> Treasure McGraw told the news outlet. My fiancé was like, somebody is in the tank, and we saw the guy swimming. Do you think Treasure McGraw's a man or a woman? Treasure? Yeah. He's a national, though. I guess. She's a national. I guess a woman? National. What's what's the craziest name you've ever met in person? Craziest name I met. What's your first name again? E. Um, I don't know. I don't have one off the top of my head. There was a girl in my my class in high school named Special. She had an an older brother named Inspiration. Okay. That was kind of strange. Yeah, so Bass Pro Shops filed a complaint... Saying it costs some money to empty out the 13,000-gallon aquarium. Right, that's an environment. Yeah, it's just wasteful. It is. He was charged with simple criminal damage to property and released with a citation to appear in court. That's all uh, That's all it is, huh? That doesn't seem like much. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. Those fish live in... I mean, they, how rarely do they clean that out? Ew, yeah. You know what I mean? He might get, like, a consumption or some kind of, some kind of weird... <laughs> well, I'm not worried about that. I'm saying, like, he is... He is, um destroying their ecosystem. That's a very good point. Okay, Echo the dolphin so from Genesis not, lives in there, and he's destroying it. We are not a fan of you or your 2,000 uh, likes on TikTok. Exactly. I'm downvoting that. I, I don't have TikTok. So I don't I have don't, it either. My mom has TikTok, and I don't, so I guess I'm at that age where uh, my mom's more uh, adept at social media than now, me. Now, does she, does she post on TikTok as well? Does she do, like... She hasn't sent me anything that she's posted if she does. <laughs> Which I guess is good. Oh, speaking of TikTok, um, Watts and I were watching TikTok, and I found the old uh, TikTok where I got yonked from. And here, here's the audio of that. Oh shit! So I got. I swear to God. So a pigeon just came on my balcony, right? So I took a water bottle like this and yonked it, and motherfucker <laughs> hit it right in the booty tail. <laughs> Damn, I'm having a booty I didn't tail. Take that yes. shit. Okay. That would have went viral. I pissed. Oh, it's a great, it's a great video. Woman, 90. Yonked a pigeon in the booty tail. Caught smearing poo on children's swings in bizarre protest. 
woman. How, how old was she again? Ninety. Okay, now I have a problem. Now is this dementia? Is this Alzheimer's? You know, Alzheimer's. You know, is this? Well, let's read on here. Please. It would be sad. Stomach-churning footage shows an elderly woman smearing what appears to be human feces on a children's swing she wants removed. The, dis- the disturbing act was captured by a witness who said they saw the unnamed 90-year-old woman smothering the swing with the brown substance from a plastic bag. A voice off camera says, Dear Gachina residents, our swings are getting covered with shit again. Local residents in Gachina, Russia claim the substance is human feces and say the pensioner has been doing similar things for years as she wants the swings removed so she can be a fl- she can have a flower bed there instead. So it's not like she's just an asshole. Okay, so she has all her gazintas. Residents have repeatedly called the police about the problem, but the authorities say social services need to deal with the issue, according to reports. She's continuing to go Uncle Buck wild. Oh, damn. Yonking that dookie on them swings, dog. They you also claim she has even tried to dig the swing out by herself in the past, but but failed. In Belfast, a child was covered with human feces when it was smeared on a slide in a children's playground in 2015. So this is not, apparently this is a thing that people do. Interesting. Po- poopy on the playground. This is in Belfast, right? Uh, this. That was in Belfast? Uh, well, the or this one appears to be in Russia. Right, but the other one was in Belfast. Belfast. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's a there's a picture of the poo-covered swing, if you're interested. Okay, wow, she covered that well. <laughs> that is disturbing. Yeah. Uh, the parent got in contact with me in order to get it cleaned up, and thankfully the council were able to clean it up on Saturday morning. Well, that's good. All's well that ends well. Maybe the, maybe that, maybe that it's time that woman gets uh, <laughs> do, doesn't live by herself anymore. I don't know. <laughs> and she's smearing where it ends from, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, ends. You know what I'm saying, bro? I saw this one a couple of places. <laughs> I'm not acknowledging that. That's okay. <laughs> Man fights off deadly snake while driving on highway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, police in Australia said a driver pulled over for speeding on the highway gave officers a good excuse. He was fighting off one of the world's deadliest snakes. The Queensland Police Service said the driver, identified only as Jimmy, age 27, was pulled over on the Dawson Highway west of Calliope when an officer clocked him going 76 in a 62. Jimmy told the officer that he had been driving on the highway when he suddenly spotted an eastern brown snake, one of the most venomous species in the world, slithering by his legs. Whew. It just started to wrap around me. Its head just started striking at the driver's seat chair between my legs, Jimmy told police. He told the officer he used a knife to kill the snake, which he used to show the officer. Jimmy feared he'd been bitten by the snake, but paramedics determined the serpent had not successfully broken his skin. The driver was treated for shock. That's a badass dude, man. Yeah. Like, like it makes me just feel like such a basic, like... Uh, for lack of a better word, pussy of a dude that, A, I couldn't identify a brown snake. Well, doctors usually, you know, diagnose people with that being, you know, you know what that's called, right? It's called being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly so, man. Because, no. I don't know, what, what would you do if you had a, a venomous snake at your feet when you were driving? It's just Stomp. Dude, I saw Stomp the play, and I learned a lot from that. So just, just, I just river dance right on that there bitch? There you go, dude. <laughs> All right, well, good for, good for you, Jimmy. I'm glad it uh, I'm glad it ended well for you. Um, jacket loaned to friend with winning seventy five thousand dollar lotto ticket in pocket. A Canadian man who won a lottery jackpot of nearly seventy five thousand said the winning ticket sat forgotten for months in the pocket of a jacket he had loaned to a friend. 
Jose Lima, 69, told Ontario Lottery officials he got his jacket back after loaning it out to a friend and discovered the pocket contained a forgotten ticket for the September 28, 2019 lotto drawing. And it's a, it's a year, right? Don't you have a year to claim yeah. it, something like that? Yeah, that, so he's he was still within his uh, his realm there. I don't, maybe it works differently in Canada even, I don't know. Um, Lima took the ticket to a store to see if it was a winner, and he initially thought he had scored a much smaller prize, prize until the validation slip revealed he had won $74,045.50. I feel wonderful. It's something that happens once in a lifetime if it ever happens at all. The winner said he's planning to use his winnings to buy a cottage where he can go boating. Damn, you can get a cottage for 74 Gs and... Uh, so what did his friends say? I don't know. That's... I, do you, like... If the person returns the jacket, like, do, do, you, do you throw them a little tip? Nah, no. Uh, I mean, if, if you're a good friend, yeah. I might drop them a G or something. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, thanks for returning the jacket, homie. Yeah, exactly. You're a good friend and a scholar. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I'm breaking them off ten grand or something, no, but, no, you no, know, no. maybe a thousand. A little, little tip for the man. There you go. Um, so, let's talk about Cameo, right? Okay. Um, something I saw on the internet, it's not news per se, but I thought we'd get a kick out of it. Um, we talk about Cameo a lot. It seems like there's more and more, especially with their primary sources of income drying up, like different celebrities of different levels are getting on Cameo. Um, Cameo being a site where you pay a celebrity, you know, a big or small or in-between celebrity to record a message like... You know, hey, Jerome, happy Father's Day. You know, hey... Uh, TJ time. Yeah. You know. glo- t- yeah. Hey, Gloria Estefan, too. Right. Congrats on graduating. Exactly. Um, so, somebody sent me this. Uh, there's a wrestler, and he primarily wrestles in, like, like death match, like, smashing light tubes over each other type matches. His name's Nick Gage. He's from, uh, I think, National Park. He's a Jersey guy. Oh, okay. And um, he... Ten years ago, it's actually a very sad story. He was he was addicted to painkillers and ended up homeless, and he stuck up a bank in in uh, Collingswood. Oh man! And uh, they caught him a couple days later in AC gambling with his girlfriend, and he ended up doing legitimately doing five years in prison. Um. So then, then there's a whole thing where he used to he used to come to the ring with a bandana like over his mouth, like gangster style or whatever. And then he didn't cover his face when he robbed the bank, which I thought was kind of strange. Huh. So that's how they nailed him was uh, security camera footage. Dear Lord. Anyway, Nick Gage is on Cameo. And uh, so the first one that I sent you that we'll play, yeah, is <laughs> somebody told asked Nick Gage to talk to their young daughter about having trouble potty training. So let's give that a listen. Hey, Ava, it's Nick Gage. How you doing? Uh, your parents were telling me you're having a hard time uh, getting toilet trained. Well, I'll tell you what, I was in the same boat myself. My <laughs> mom took me forever to potty train me. But you got to do it. So just keep asking, uh, excuse me, keep listening to your mom and keep using that bathroom and eventually you would get this thing down pat. Stay strong. Avis, stay strong. Nick Gage. Hey, I like how he ends it. Yeah, Nick Gage. I, I, I like. I, I don't know. Like, I guess I have a stereotype in my mind about this guy because he robbed a bank. But like, I don't know the way he stumbles on that word and like gets angry with himself. Like, it's charming. Like, I kind of want to give him a hug and be like, "That's all right, Nick. You did good." Yeah, he was trying. He's trying to make it special for him. And then this last one here. Just, just ask yourself while listening to this. I'm the god of this shit. 
I'm Nick fucking Gage. I'm a leader of a murder, death, kill gang. I got something to say right now. I'm talking about trans rights right now, especially in the climate of this America right now. Trans rights are human rights. They are human fucking beings. And if you're transphobic, guess what? You see me, I'm going to fuck you up. MDK all fucking day. Shout out to all the trans out there. Support you. Keep fighting the fight. Anybody else? Humans rights? Keep fighting. Fuck yeah, Nick yeah. Gage. Good for him. Fuck yeah, Nick Gage. So, what I... What I... Now, did someone, someone paid for that, or yeah. he just did it on his own? But he posted on his Twitter that he'd have done that one for free. Oh, that's awesome. And, Good uh, for him. So, yeah, so what, the question that I, uh, I want to ask people, not necessarily our listeners, but people in general, is do you want to be less evolved than Nick fucking Gage? <laughs> just, wow. Just, just think about that. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, so should we take a break? I have a cameo quiz. Okay. Should we take a quick break and then do that, or what do you want to do? Sure. Let's, why, don't, why don't we take a break, reconvene, look at a Dwight Gooden rookie card. and right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, and we're back. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. We are uh, back. We're going to do uh, a recurring segment here, uh, the Cameo Quiz. Um, we explained what Cameo was. Um, what we do here, uh, in case you're new here, when we haven't done this in a little while, is uh, basically every celebrity is free to pick their own price point for how much they charge for a Cameo message. And I, I, early on, I found it interesting, the differences between some of the prices. So the way this game works is I give Jay five names, and he tries to guess how much it costs to get a Cameo message from them. Uh, and I, I do a $20 uh, cushion each way, since obviously it's very difficult to get the, uh, the number right on the dot. Well, like we were talking about right before we started this, it's like iced tea. I got an email from Cameo since we bought TJ the Cameo. You know, and it's and you go to Ice T, and he says, "Hey, pick me if you want me to tell someone to fuck off." And I was like, "Oh, you know, I don't give a fuck." Yeah, he says, "Cause you don't know, you know, I don't give a fuck." So I was like, "Oh, let's see." Okay, three hundred and fifty dollars to tell someone you don't care about them. Isn't that the biggest compliment <laughs> to say, "Hey, yeah. dude, this fucking guy paid Ice T to tell me to go fuck myself." That dude's really in your head at that point. Yeah, exactly. All right, so here we go. Uh, we're going to start out with the guy that inspired me to do a fresh round of the cameo quiz. Okay. And I try to go to people listed under new, so I don't. We've done this a bunch of times now, so if I repeat anybody that I did before, I apologize. But I try to do mostly pick pick out from the new section, so okay. hopefully that's not the case. Um, probably the finest uh, boxer in the last twenty years, fifty and zero. Uh, Floyd Money Mayweather is now available on cameo. Okay. What do you what do you think in a, a cameo from Floyd costs? Now I wonder if you revealed yourself when you guessed the price of Ice T earlier because Ice T was three fifty, but the first thing you said was seven hundred. That's an interesting uh, an interesting approach. So I will say seven hundred. Uh, Floyd costs nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Dear Lord, I don't know why you didn't didn't just go for the even thousand, but whatever. But here's the thing: if if you're upset with what the person said to you. Let me break it down for you. You're supposed to be able to contact him and say, I'm not happy with it. Do it again. You think he's going to go by those rules? Floyd, no. Yeah. Not a chance. Uh, Alice Cooper. You know, school's out. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Legendary singer. Okay. 
Let's go. I'll say 150. Three hundo. Damn. Yeah, these people are greedy, man. Yeah, I know. Um, number three, J- Jason Muse from uh, Jay and Silent Bob fame. Interesting. I'll go eighty. Uh, you got that one. Hundred bucks. Nice. Yeah. All right. One out of three. Yeah, and that's usually the way it goes. Now zero <laughs> from here on out. Uh, number four, uh, John O'Hurley. He played Jay Peterman in the uh, the Seinfeld show. Oh, really? Um, oh, okay. Huh. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> Urban Sombrero. Uh, <laughs> I'll go seventy-five. Hundred thirty. Jeez. All right, we'll give you. We'll give yeah. you last one. All right, last one. Terrible. This is this one's very specific. Okay. Also, also known as Steve in Florida from the Howard Stern Show. How much for a cameo from Bobo? Hey, hi, hey, how you doing, there, Howard? How you doing, there, Howard? I got a question. If Beth saw a cat walking down the street and then they kiss, would you be jealous? Was the the outfit that Beth O wore in that magazine? Right. Where oh, where gosh. did that where did that come from? Well, I know for a while when Cameo first started up, they were getting everybody and everyone. Remember what I said? The generic price was a hundred dollars. Everyone was saying a hundred. We're talking high pitch Eric. You know, <sighs> we're talking about Brent. We're talking about all the guys from the Howard Stern show. So for Bobo, I'll go ninety. Fifty bucks. Fifty. Bobo's coming in a little under the list price. Damn, he dropped. All right. Well, let's. Yeah, they were all. Even Jeff the Drunk was, like, up there as well. Well, Jeff's got a trailer to pay for, you know? <laughs> He's got bills. Um, let's just pick one more. I okay. didn't know they had animals. Pick one at random. You know what I'm saying? I've never heard of any of these animals. Oh, drag queens. Man, there are a lot of people on here. Yes, there are. I think the most, the cringiest thing... For me personally, is these TikTok people who have one video are on there and say, "Yeah, there's a lot." Hey, of like, what's up? It's me, Darlene. I'm on TikTok. Spend eighty dollars, and I'll private message you. Okay, here's one. This guy, and it doesn't even list his real name. This guy is simply a Robert De Niro impersonator. Ugh. Oh, let's see. Wait, are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that was good. That was good. Very good. Oh dear lord. Uh let's say in person. I'll go seventy five. Yeah, got it. Sixty nine sixty nine dollars. <laughs> sixty nine, dudes. Yeah. Well, if Whoa. you want if you if you want to confirm that someone's not funny, if their if their cameo price is sixty nine, then they're mad corny. Well here, I got a question for you. If you went back in time and you met yourself, what number would you scream at yourself? 69, dude. <laughs> Would you? That's your favorite number? No, I don't I don't know. Oh boy. Like, maybe my old, maybe my old, maybe my old football number. What's that? 63. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I don't know. What about is, what, that, is that your favorite number though? What's your favorite number? Do people have a favorite number, favorite I don't, color? I don't think I have a favorite. Do you have a favorite number? Uh, I guess 69, Nine, dude. dude. No. I guess mine would be 22. Why twenty two? Well, this is the, the whole crazy. The sixty nine thing was was going through our school and uh, grade schools, seventh grade. 
I didn't understand what it was. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I knew that number was something before I knew exactly what it was. Right, I had no right? idea. Everyone was just yelling 69, yeah. and, you know, I was a church-going boy, so I was definitely, you know, sequestered from all of, the, all of that knowledge. And this kid, I asked him, I said, what does that mean? And he drew a six, and he drew a nine, and he said, that's a head, and that's a head. Don't you get it? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did he, he's like, all right, let me draw you a further detailed diagram. Correct. He did. And he kept going and kept going. I was like, what about 22? You know, like doggy style. You know, because the twos are over each other. And it's like the person on their knees. And he said, no, it doesn't work. I was like, 22 makes more sense. That's- Dude. I think I think you should I think this is something you should pursue. Twenty two is a <laughs> twenty two is a sex term. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, a little wine, little dine, a little, little tw- twenty two. Wine him, dine him, twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh god. So. Um. So yeah. So that's cameo, and uh, we'll come back in just a moment with a uh, playlist from another listener. There we go. Hi. 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 So we're back. Um. So. A bunch of weeks ago, um, I, I was talking about how I had, uh, during quarantine, um, done this thing on Instagram where you go through 30 days and it prompts you, it gives you a different prompt every day uh, for a song. Like the first one is a song you like with a color in the title and then you just go through those 30 days. And So I thought that was a fun idea. We did it on the show a couple of weeks ago. You can find that in the archives. And then uh, last week or the week before, we had Watts on to give hers. Right. And we, we and I think next week we might have TJ on to do his. TJ. Um, but this week um, we have uh, another guest list from a uh, friend of the show. Sots. Uh, Sots, sister of the show. Uh, sister of the show. Brooke. Brooke, uh, yes. Jay's, Jay's soul sister. Exactly. And uh, so, I don't know, do you, is there anything you, else you want to say to intro Brooke before we get into her uh, her list here? She is a quality human being. She's a dance instructor. She's a teacher. She she's is gonna an all-around. She's going to be a lovely mother soon, I'm sure. Yes, she will. Um, so, all right. So, what did Brooke have for uh, day one? A song you like with a color in the title. She has Spirit in Black by Slayer. All right. Starting yeah. off strong. I like it. <laughs> Very good. Um, day two, a song you like with a number in the title. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon. Wow. That's really, really, really going on opposite ends of the spectrum to start. I well, like that's it. The, that's the thing. She is a very eclectic taste in music, and it's very, it's all over the place, but it's very unique. And it, the thing is, is that it's legitimate. It's one day she could be listening to... Paul Simon, and the next day, yeah, Slayer. She's, she's not trying to impress with her uh, oh, no. eclecticness. Yeah, Cause her I, prowess. Because my joke was that ours were both kind of same-ish. Like, we, yeah. we kind of default to the same kind of music. Exactly. <laughs> um, day three, a song that reminds you of summertime. She said, Santo and Johnny, the song Sleepwalk. I've, I don't think I've ever heard this song. No. So uh, I, I pulled you got that, that one queued up? Let, that one up? Let's hear Santo and Johnny. Gentlemen. Santo and Johnny. Oh. Yeah, I've heard this song. Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, I never knew this was Santo and Johnny. I never knew it was called Sleepwalk. 
The only sleepwalk I remember is that movie from Stephen King where people turn into cats. Cat's eye? No. Isn't it called sleepwalk? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Isn't it called sleepwalk? Yeah. That's a good song. <laughs> that's a good instrumental piece, though. I never knew that's what that was called. Not only that, but that is... That does remind me of summer, like a... Uh, more like a suburban summer. Yeah, yeah. You know where, what I mean? Where things are... Because growing up in the suburbs, like... I don't know. Things just seem to go a little slower in the summer. Now time just moves quickly no matter what season it is as you get older. But if, yeah, yeah. Feel, it reminds me of Sandlot for some reason. The movie Sandlot. Sure. You know, that feeling of summer. Uh, day four. A song that reminds you of someone you'd rather forget. Okay. Peter Bjorn and John. The song is called Young Folks. Okay. I don't know that song. Yeah, I, I know the group. I, I, I couldn't tell you how the song goes. Okay. I'll have to... I'll have to throw these on a playlist or something what's a song that needs to be played loud day five god forbid amendment oh fuck yeah dude i pulled that song too oh dude give me some god forbid hold on let me see if i can find it here she is yeah sick band from the great state of new jersey Yes, and I think I think this is the better album too. What do you think? Which one's this on? Hold on. Is it? This is off of. This is off. Reject the sickness. Yeah, that's the first album. Yeah, yeah. I think I like that album a little bit better. See, I like Gone Forever. See, I just remember this, the songs on this were so uh, cohesive to make an album, though. Yeah, it's sick. I mean, I yeah. think their first three albums are it's sick. sick. It's sick, uh, dude. Reject, reject the sickness, um, determination, and gone forever. All highly recommended. Nice. I saw one. Of, I saw um, at the truck, uh, Mashuga, the Haunted, God forbid, and somebody else pretty cool. And that uh, <laughs> I, it, was, it was. I mean, Mashuga was sick enough. I right. Mean, they were unbelievable. But yeah, and then I think the other the huge show I saw, God forbid, at was they open. They it was E Town, Hatebreed, uh, God forbid, Converge, and a life once lost. Wow, that show was ridiculous. Wow. Um, good choice, Brooke. Um, day six, a song that makes you want to dance. Don't stop till you get enough, Michael Jackson. I don't think we need to hear that one, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, day seven, a song to drive to. My name is Jonas by Weezer. Ah, oh, love that song. Yes, very good. That uh, that really, there's not a bad track on Blue Album, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, day eight, a song about drugs or alcohol. Alcohol. Uh, Doses and Mimosas by this band called Cherub. I don't know who that is. Oh, so it's about drugs and alcohol. Nice. <laughs> Covers both. Yeah. Uh, day nine, a song that makes you happy. Stevie Wonder as. I don't know that one off the top of my head, but you I, don't, know, I don't know Steve, Stevie Wonder. That makes sense to me. Yes. Um, day ten, a song that makes you sad. Devotchka, how it ends. Now, whenever I hear Devotchka, I think of the the girl street punk band Devotchkas. Oi toy, oi toy. Yeah. And then knew. how it ends was a uh, was, yeah. it was a me- was a metal band <laughs> from, from uh, members Land- of Dysphoria, Lansdale. I think they were from. Right. Uh, day eleven, a song you never get tired of. Philip Glass, Mad Rush. Interesting. 
Yeah, I never really much got into Philip Glass. Do you like him? I don't know who he is. No, I've never listened to him. He Maybe did, it's something I should uh, check if out. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, and I'm pretty sure that it is, he did like... I hear he uh, shatters the charts, bro. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he did... He's, um... He, he, he's very, he does, like, very minimalist instrumental pieces. Okay. Uh, he, he's done a lot of soundtrack work. Yeah. Not really my thing, but an interesting choice. Um... What was that? A song, a song you never get tired of. We're on twelve, right? Okay, so a song from your preteen years, number twelve. Guns and Roses, November Rain. <laughs> you could have said any song after that. I would, <laughs> I would have been on board. Fuck yeah, GNR's the shit. There you go. Um, day thirteen, a song you like from the seventies. Donna Summer, I feel love. That's a fun one. Uh, day fourteen, a song you'd love to be played at your wedding. Well, she's already married, so right. I guess a, this is a song she played. Coldplay, Sparks. I don't know that one. Coldplay is not really my thing, but are you, are you a fan? Uh, I don't know. That yellow song was good when it came out. All the stars are yellow. However that goes. Uh huh. Um, you got it. Day fifteen, a song you like that's a cover by another artist. Okay, this is Cradle of Filth, Hallowed Be Thy Name. I pulled this up. Oh, so an Iron Maiden cover? Correct, Amundo. All, right, yeah. All right, give me some time. Here we go. Sit back, relax, and get free. It's one of my favorite Iron Maiden songs, by the way. Nice little intro. Yeah, this is very crazy with Phil Yes. Get ready, folks. Back to Uncle Buckwalk. I'm shaking! That's how they produce it. Oh, no, they're playing it down. Sure, they'll pick it up. Wait till it picks up. Yeah, I mean, if they play it the way it's on. Fucking love Iron Maiden. Well, it's Cradle Filth. It's like, eeeh. It's like, I'm in Danny Filth, bro. Yeah. What a terrible last name. <laughs> you had to start a fucking metal yeah. band when your last name's Filth, right? <laughs> They're playing a little faster. Yeah, I'm interested to hear how... I'm really interested to hear if he just says regular Cradle or Filth voice, so. I, w- I wouldn't put it past him. Danny's dirty, you know what I'm saying? Here we go. Yeah, I'm in, so you gotta get a little guitar dude to win in here. I like this so far. They're mostly playing it pretty straight. Yeah, that's about what I expected. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look. Like okay. I've I've never really liked his voice, but like musically, they play the they play the song pretty straight, so I can get down with that. You can get down with the sickness. Wah ah ah ah. It's going in the punching bag bag at some point. Watch. Uh, okay. Day 16, a song that's a classic favorite. Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, day 17, a song you'd sing a duet with someone on karaoke. <laughs> Four non-blondes, what's up? 
<laughs> Did you specify who or just left that open? I think that's it, yeah. Um, Day 18, a song from the year you were born. Beastie Boys, Paul Revere. Man, her, her playlist is crushing it, man. I, I got to be honest. Yeah, I, her, her and Watts, they both had such an eclectic taste. I'm yeah. going to use eclectic again because that's the sound I make when I ride a horse down the street. Eclectic, eclectic, eclectic. eclectic, eclectic. eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. But seriously, they both did such a great job like making their lists, and they both have an Iron Maiden song on there. So. Yeah, they make mine feel uh, I feel bad about it. I feel like I should redo mine now. Seriously, um, me too. Day 19, a song that makes you think about life. Charles Bradley changes. God, that guy's good. He is. Um, Day 20, a song that has many meanings to you. The Cinematic Orchestra to Build a Home. I don't know that song. Nah, me either. Something Uh, else to check out. I'll have to peep it. Uh, Day 21, a song you like with a person's name in the title. I used to have a home with a room and a bed. A porch and a driveway and a big garage. That's Kate Kate is Great. Yes, by Bouncing Souls. Uh, t- day twenty-two, a song that moves you forward. Bill Withers, "Lovely Day." Not familiar, Hugh. N- I'm not familiar either. We're getting turned on to some new shit here too. Yes. Uh, day twenty-three, a song you think everybody should listen to. Al Green for the good times. I mean, that's no brainer. Uh, day twenty-four, a song by a band you wish were still together. Numbskulls. <laughs> I'll play it. Okay, sure. You know what it is, bro? Yeah, you want me to fucking sing it when it comes on? I can do it. Don't, don't, don't test me. Yeah, I mean, this is, for those that don't know, and I, I can't imagine there's too many people listening to our show that don't know, this is Operation Ivy. Yeah. Rushing through the world, seeing as the time. Blurry visions, but the way to weather you'll be nice. Wearing my alarm, and you better know. Yeah, I can do the whole thing, yeah. but I'll spare you. Um, yeah, no, great choice. Although, uh, it might be a little silly now that they're like 50, them still doing those songs, but fuck it, if they toured, I'd pay a lot of money to go. Yeah, you'd go see them. I think it's one of the bands you said you would go see. Yeah, they, very early on. Yeah, yes. we talked to like in the first 10 episodes, I think we talked about that topic. Yes. Bringing it back. Um,. Day 25, a song you like by an artist no longer living. Beastie Boys, uh, Root Down, MCA. Two Beastie Boys songs, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Day 26, a song that makes you want to fall in love. Uh, Louis Armstrong, La Vie en Rose. La La Vie en Rose, yeah, my my life in pink, I believe that's that's what that translates to. Um, Day 27, a song that breaks your heart. Al Green. How can you mend a broken, broken heart? heart? Oh yeah, that's oh fuck, that's that's a good choice. I mean, not a, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Al Green fucking rules. Um, Didn't he sue? Blurred lines, wasn't that that, that whole thing? Yeah, he's been. Uh, is he dead? Feral? Yeah, but then this whole like. Uh, they might have. Yeah, I think they did, and they won. That was. That Blurred was... lines with Pharrell and. Um, well, that was Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke and Pharrell. Mr. Big Hat. <laughs> which is um, outlandish. All right, let's um, let's wind into home base here. Um, a song by an artist whose voice you love, Day 28. Day 28, Aretha Franklin, Say a Little Prayer. Yeah, that's, that's yep. a good one. <laughs> yep. Uh, day 29, a song you remember from your childhood? Booker T and the MGs, Green Onion. Green Onion. Yeah, that would have been my guess. Uh, Last one. A uh, song that reminds you of yourself, Day 30. 
Daft Punk, Lose Yourself to Dance. You know who was super into Daft Punk was um, roommate of the show. former roommate of the show, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was uh, like it was very strange because we you know we'd go to work and you know he'd always have death metal on, but occasionally he'd switch it up with like Daft Punk or yeah. like like he had a, he had a couple ska CDs he kept in. Yeah, love like Skank and Pickle and Scott Vuvi and the Epitones. Yeah, the specials. He loved all that stuff. Yeah, it's very weird. Funny guy. Anyway, thank you for that submission, Brooke. Yes. I, re- I really enjoyed that. Appreciate it. And um, we will be back with punching bags. Yay. The world said it sucked, but we don't agree Cause we're not down with my mentality So here we are to give an honest review to you It may not be at the top of our list And watching or listening might make us pissed But that's the job that we've agreed to do So sit back, here's a punch it back Welcome to Punching Bags, Hi. our weekly uh, reevaluation of pop culture that has been uh, shitted upon by the general public or critics or both, and we decide whether or not that was uh, warranted. Um, so just to clarify, uh, for this week and next week, uh, we have been uh, pulling our selections from the Punching Bag bag. Uh, we started originally um, with stuff that uh, well wasn't well received that we both in, that one of us enjoyed as a way to like turn ourselves turn each other on to shit. Right. Uh, but the punching bag bag has pretty much become a way to torture each other with terrible things. <laughs> this is true. Um, I swear that he's telling you the facts, guys. Just the facts. Yeah, because this is how he beat Shaq. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh Lord. Um, okay, so um, this is uh, the music. This week was a J pick. Um, <laughs> so tell uh, this was uh, Aaron Carter, uh-huh. uh, little brother of Nick Carter from the BC, uh, the BC Boys, uh, the <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. It's getting late. Uh, the Backstreet Boys, uh, his debut album. Uh, into dude, he got a face tattoo. Oh boy. Yeah, now he does. Aaron's not looking great. Um, uh, this is Aaron's party, uh, his debut album, and he was all of, or no, this was his second album. Um, he was all of 13 when this album came out. All right, so this is just like Lil Bow Wow, around the same exact time, the yep. kind of thing. Uh, so why'd you choose this? There's a guy named Don in Port Richmond who listens to this album while he cooks dinner. And he says he loves it, and he says if anyone doesn't like it, they're a liar. <laughs> so... Okay. Uh, I just wanted to give it a chance, and this is for Don. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so are you a liar or aren't you? Here's the problem. The clapping song is a song that's on here, and it's supposed to be some new dance craze or something, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. Were you lost while he was explaining it? Take your right hand and put it to the left, and yeah. then switch around. I was like, whoa, dude. Yeah, I felt like that song was really trying hard to, like... Yeah, too, too, they, they thought it was going to be, like, the Macarena or something. Yeah, way too many rules to do this little clapping dance song. Yeah, I, I agree. I was like, uh, that song and the next song, Eco Eco, which I, I guess is a traditional Right, cover song, right. Yeah, uh, I was just struggling to keep up with either of those. Yeah, I think that... Um, just like little Bow Wow, you can tell the songs that I guess he had some kind of influence on, like uh, That's How I Beat Shaq. And um, 
the internet girlfriend song was kind of disturbing. Yeah, well, it's it's sort of <laughs> it's sort of funny. Like, it just those were the times. <laughs> like, right. You know, it, having an internet girlfriend was like a weird novel thing at right. this point. And, but he always, he sings. I have to keep it a secret. Um. So how I beat Shaq is <laughs> is quite simply a. Uh, a song about how he played Sha- Shaquille O'Neal at basketball, I guess. Correct. Um, I see here in Wikipedia it was used in the trailer for Hey Arnold, the movie. And then uh, th- 10 years later, 12 years later, on March 7th, t- uh, 2013, my 29th birthday, uh, Shaq challenged Aaron Carter to a rematch after 12 years since the song. Shaq made a deal that if Aaron Carter scores a single hoop against him, the ex-Laker will donate $5,000 to the charity of Aaron's choice. Aaron uh, is playing for the Aaron Carter Needs a Jet Ski Foundation. Wow. The game starts with the two staring each other down. Shaq steals the ball from Aaron and proceeds to score over 20 points while Aaron can't make a single hoop. During the break, Shaq is seen eating nachos and offers some to Aaron, but then smacks him to the ground before Aaron can take any. Wow. The game continues with Aaron unable to score a single hoop. It then cuts back to the two staring and Aaron attempting again to score a single hoop with Shaq successfully preventing him. Aaron then reveals that the music video was only a joke, which Shaq eventually understands in a somewhat sarcastic manner. Yeah, I got I to gotta say, man, uh, offering this kid five grand, I feel, is a little light. Like, if I'm Shaq, I'd say I'll give you 50 grand if you can score a bucket on me. Yeah, but I'm sure he didn't want to be as aggressive as he probably could have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Internet Girl, you feel you feel like the Internet Girl might have been a little overage for him? Is that what you're getting at? I don't know if it's overage, but it's just weird how it was such a, uh, you know, something they had to stay away from that uh, he needed to keep it a secret. Hootie who. Hootie who. Yeah. They I, did hootie who in it. That's true. <laughs> There's a lot of phone dialing, so this is, I guess, you know, dial-up that he's talking about, AOL. Which is funny because Hootie Who, as far as I know, the first time that was mentioned in a song was Outkast, and that was when, that was what they shouted when they saw cops when they were dealing drugs. Okay. <laughs> so, well, that's... Aaron Carter is in the know, bro. <laughs> so that's a, that's a little adult for uh, a 13-year-old. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't think it was as, uh, there wasn't any cursing, there wasn't any... Uh, you know, salacious behavior going no, on in any of the songs. No, it's really the same thing. Like you said, the same thing as Little Bow Wow, except they 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 clearly had a different image in mind for him. You Correct. Know? And it's funny because I know you've I know you've probably heard when him and Nick, his brother, came into the Stern Show. Like his his, his family life was not all sunshine and roses. Right. Um, so it's you know. It, that's what makes this one's a little unnerving in the same way as Little Bow Wow because like you could feel his stage parents like really pushing him into this, you know. I'm t- but I'm sure during this whole time he saw his brother getting all popular. Yeah, and this is something that he wanted as well, and they were trying to do it probably the best they could to help him through this with these little, you know, kid songs. Yeah, I would I would say I mean they're catchy. Like, the hits are the hits. I, I got to tell you, uh, what, what was it? Aaron's Party, catchy. That's the title track, yeah. Yeah, I Want Candy. Obviously, it's a cover, but he calls the girl Candy instead of Candy. Uh, that's how it beats Shaq. Come on. Dude, you were singing that all night. <laughs> I know. It's it's a classic. But, I mean, other than that, it's just, just another generic pop, yeah, that, pop album. That's I mean, the thing. It's tough for me to even... You know, we'll we'll talk about this next week when we talk about LFO too. It's t- like I'm I'm a 36 year old man in 2020. Like I'm not a 12 year old girl in 2000. Like right. so, I'm not the target audience for this. 
Um, but, you know, clearly a lot of people were because I see here it was certified 3X Platinum. Damn. Yeah, sold a lot of sold a lot moved a lot of units in uh, industry lingo. So I, I feel that that was one of those things where the girls felt that maybe Nick was a little too old for them. So they were like, "Well, hey, he's got a brother named Aaron. Yeah, who's yeah. this age? Yeah, like a twelve year old couldn't like. How, let, let's see, how old was Nick in two thousand? He'd have to be. I'd say he was probably seventeen. Uh, Part of the BS fan club, you know. Eat. <laughs> No, but seriously, he had because he was the younger of the Backstreet Boys, from what they Nick say. Nick was twenty. At that's this what I point. said, yeah. seventeen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. that's crazy. Nick's only forty now. I mean, he's just like it feels. It feels like the Backstreet Boys were popular so long ago, you know. Yeah. But you know, they were just kids. So I, I think that that's probably what it was. You know. Yeah, you think he just well, he was just feeding off his. Uh, yeah, his, his brother's like coattails. Brother. Yeah, I think that's why the sales were so high wasn't necessarily that it was good or, you know, inspiring. I think there was, what, maybe two songs on here that sounded like they were professionally written, you know, for him, that were yeah. given to him. And all the other ones are just trash, but catchy trash. He, um... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I don't know if you looked at personal life. Oh, yeah, there's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a, the trouble with the law, some He's got an issues. OnlyFans site. Does he really? That's what someone said on, on this thing. It said, uh... I think the very last thing in the um, in his Wikipedia says that he has an OnlyFans site. Oh man, that's that seems dark. Yes, it does. Yeah, in, in March 2020, Carter set up an OnlyFans account, which is popular in the adult entertainment industry. He began charging fifty to a hundred dollars per nude photo, or twenty six dollars a month. Pink News stated the prices are steep and the content is bizarre. Well. This is an actual magazine. Queerty stated the reviews of Aaron Carter's OnlyFans page are in, and they're not good. Yikes! Yeah, it's pretty sad though. Yeah, no, it seems like he's. It seems like the biz has kind of used him up and spit him out. But that's what I mean. Do you think that this album album led him to where he is now? That's what's kind of crazy. That this is the progression. Yeah, I mean, when you think about like. you know the girl from different strokes. You know it's it's just all Plato. Yeah, I mean you, you you get set on that path really young, and it's tough to come back from. I think. Well, I mean, you heard that whole thing where she took her own life because of you know the show that she was on prior. They were they said they were going to drug test her, and she and she was like, "Yeah, I'm down to do it." And then after the show, they said, "You know, we're going to drug test you," and she got she freaked out. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's sad stuff. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of cautionary tales, but as far like like I said, I just I don't in terms of the actual music, I just I don't know. It's it's a, it's a fucking thirteen year old trying to rap and singing songs. I don't right. I don't have a ton to say about it. They put a good they put a good team around him. They put a nice pop sheen on it. And like right. you said, they gave him some hooks to work with. But and the, the, you're telling me the facts right now, right? Just the facts. Okay. Um. So I give this two. Two. Two Viking broadswords. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm no nowhere near five, but I'm nowhere near two. So I don't know. I'm at a three or a four, just just because that you know, it is what it is. It's mediocre pop. Aaron could be listening to the podcast right now, so maybe you so want to give him that four to help. You just gave him. A, oh, okay. So now it's now it relies on me. Nine. No. Uh, <laughs> I'll give him a. There's 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 three good songs. I'll give it a three. Jay gave me a three. Back into rehab with me. <laughs> Sorry. 
Moving along uh, to the film. Three diamond-encrusted battle axes. Boom. Uh, Moving along, Jack and Jill, 2011, uh, starring Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler as uh, twins. And this is my pick. And um, Yeah, why did you pick it? Because it's supposed to be one of the worst movies ever made. That, okay. that's, that's It's 3% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So I figured let's let's see for ourselves. Um, so you started with Aaron, so I guess I'll start here. Um, I was... <laughs> I, I, I was wary of this from the get-go. And then, uh, so Adam Sandler, like I said, plays himself and plays his sister Jill. And Jill is literally that same, like, exaggeratedly Jewish voice that he's used as uh, when he was in... He did that cartoon, Eight Crazy Nights. It's pretty similar. And it's also the exact same voice he did on his uh, album. Where, Play with your cock and balls for mama. Yeah. Um. So... So this one, this is the only uh, movie to ever sweep the Razzie Awards. It won Worst Picture, Worst Actor, and Worst Actress. Um, I guess, to put it simply, I, 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 I sort of thought I wouldn't laugh at this at all, but I can say honestly that I laughed out loud probably four or five times over the course of the movie, which means it's not the worst comedy I've ever seen because I, I can remember movies that are supposed to be comedies that I didn't laugh at once. Well, yeah, like we were both talking about, Adam Sandler movies, I would see this over Little Nicky. I would see this over Waterboy. Yeah, Waterboy really annoyed me. Yes, it did. Me as well. Um, so I think one of the things I... <laughs> Movies are still sort of relying on weird, like, ethnic humor. Yes. Like, so, it, I think the plot to this is a little busy, because it it, it it should really just revolved around Jack and Jill's relationship, but then you get this whole subplot where Jack is trying to... Jack, Jack is an advertising agent, and he's trying to book Al Pacino uh, to do an ad campaign for uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and so because uh, the Dunkachino, yeah, and then of course, yeah, Al Pacino falls in love with Jill, so that becomes a thing. But then Jill somehow ends up going out on a day with uh, Jack's Mexican gardener, right. and that just leads to a lot of like cringy, like I don't know, they're funny because they're different type humor. Like you know, we can make fun of people's differences, but I just I didn't think. Like oh she she got she she ate chimichangas and she had gas like, right. like I don't know and I hate shit jokes anyway I'm sure I've mentioned that before on the show like any humor having to do with bodily functions has to be really really clever for me to think it's funny like you know something about Mary at the time like that was really fucking wild and out of nowhere so I guess I laughed at that. <laughs> what about um Dumb and Dumber? Uh, which part? <laughs> the part where he shit in the bathroom with a t- broken toilet. After all the laxatives, ah, yeah, I, I guess I probably laughed a little, but okay. I, I was also like twelve. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, at 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 the the family reunion, I was crying, laughing when they were trying to revive the grandma with hot peppers, and she was eating hot peppers. I don't know why, because they <laughs> well, kept they kept saying hot peppers, and they kept feeding them to her, and then she gets knocked out again, and they feed her hot peppers again, and I don't know why. Yeah, I lost it. I yeah. was really laughing hard. Yeah, I mean you can't control what hits you. Right. Um, I, I uh, so at a certain point they try to they try to get Jill to do online dating, and she ends up uh, not getting any results. So uh, Jack puts her information on Craigslist casual encounters, 
and uh, she ends up having a date with a guy who goes by the, the pseudonym Fun Bucket, and that turns out to be Norm McDonald. Yep. And I got to admit, I laughed at that whole part, probably just because I love Norm McDonald so much. What about Shaq's uh, ham commercial? That was kind of funny, too. Yeah, yeah there's, there are a lot of things on here. Like, you know, when she's really upset and she's running upstairs and she's crying. <laughs> and as she's walking up, she's crying and she's saying, Why are there so many stairs? I miss your old chandelier. <laughs> things like that. I don't know. I, but I, there's certainly a lot of stuff that misses. Um, uh, Jack has a uh, an adopted Indian kid, and there's yeah. a, there's some weird attempts at humor relating to that that I didn't quite think quite landed. Right. And then uh, at the very end, spoiler alert: it's a nine year old movie, so I think anybody who wants to see it has seen it. Um, Jill ends up going back to New York, which is their hometown, and meeting up with I guess her her high school bully, which is for some reason uh, David Spade. Yeah, dressed in drag up. as yes. well. Yeah. And then, it, which is weird because they're at a restaurant, and pretty much every Adam Sandler regular is at that table. Yep. Um, and then it, I don't know. Like the, like I said, I think the plot's a little busy. Like I think you could have just made an eighty or ninety minute movie just about Jack and Jill's relationship. Did you? Re- ja- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And Jack realizing that Jill like means well and does love him. <laughs> and oh, another joke is like they say a lot of times that twins have their own languages, so. They, they they have their own language. I didn't think any of that was really funny, but you know it's just I Adam, agree. It's, it was just Adam Sandler trying doing his fucking talk gibberish routine that he's been doing for twenty five years. I, I did think it was funny that there was one of the Adam Sandler regulars missing in the movie. Did you realize that Rob Schneider? Rob Schneider was, and they made a joke about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dana, uh, Dana Carvey. Well, what am I talking about? He uh, David, Dana Carvey's in it in the beginning. Yes, yeah. That's why I, I have yeah. that written down. He was a puppet. He was a was it a stomach. Yeah, yeah. A lower intestine or whatever. Regis. Yes, with Regis, exactly. But I thought it was funny that David Spade said that joke about (laughs) Rob Schneider. That was good. They clearly threw that in there because he wasn't around. Exactly. Yeah, I I guess Rob was booked up that week. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's it's just a lot. A lot of the things that I guess he can fall fall to. his like his common denominator, you he's know. Like very, this is what I always do. This is this will work. This is funny. It's very much in his comfort zone. Yes, yeah, very much for so. Sure. Um, yeah, which you know, I like Uncut Gems. His last movie was like totally out of his comfort zone, which is part of the reason I liked it. But I've you know, I've I've extolled the virtues of Uncut Gems on this show plenty already. <laughs> yeah, and I have not seen it, but I'm looking forward to seeing it's, it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I just don't really feel like feeling uncomfortable watching a movie, you know what I mean, that uh, discomfort. Fair, Fair enough. So what else you got? Uh, I got that um, at the very end, Justin Bieber and Star Wars merchandise was thanked. They, were, they thanked the people who make the merchandise, I really? guess because it was given for free. Oh. It's just weird that they threw it in there to thank it. That was nice of them. Yeah, Galactic Catering Services. Galactic Catering? That now, sounds very epic. Now, they've, they've done, the, I guess, ever since he did... Uh, don't mess with the Zohan, a little Nikki. Yo, don't mess with the Zohan is better than you'd think. By the way, I never saw it's, it. It's it's one. It's actually maybe one of his funnier movies. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> so so ever since he did that move, those movies, he's worked with Galactic Catering. Oh, he must really like what they. Yeah. So, but but they've done Galactic Catering also did RoboCop, Terminator Two. Like the original RoboCop? Yes, the original. Holy shit! No, Galactic Catering are OGs in the game. Yes, and Charlie Scott Jr. was Craft Services, and he did the Longest Yard with Adam uh, Sandler. With Adam Sandler, Click, and he did Man on the Moon, and he's the same guy. Or I mean, Charlie could be a girl as well, but I guess they've all been together with every project that he's done, you know, since then. 
Wow. Well, that speaks to his loyalty and maybe speaks to the quality of their food, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Because you don't hear a lot about actors bringing uh, catering uh, people with them. Yeah, sticking sticking with them, yeah. Um, so, what, uh, where, where are we going here? Do you want to rate? Well, it's definitely, like I said, I could watch it. I mean, I guess I could, I'll give it a six. I'll give it six diamond encrusted. Six diamond encrusted. Which, yes, battle Considering axis. it's 3% fresh, I'm going to go four, which is still like a pretty high rating. Considering For you, it, yeah. A yeah. movie critic. <laughs> well, I'd self, self, self-professed. Uh, well, I'd, I'm professing it, so. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not as bad as the, it's been made out to be or you'd expect it, but, you know, it's, it's certainly not. It's not Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore either. Right. Um, so we're going to go back, uh, next week, uh, if you want to uh, play along, uh, we're doing the self-titled LFO album. That's the, in case you didn't know, LFO stands for the light funky ones. And uh, <laughs> did you not know that? Oh, I did. I uh, had it written down. So, uh, and, uh, the movie is Hellraiser 4, Hellraiser Bloodline. And then following that, uh, for the next two weeks, at least, we're going to go back to traditional punching bags. Traditionals. Uh, the bag may come back again, um... But so what we're going to do is I'm going to review a mo- one of the next two, uh, three weeks. I'm going to review a movie. Jay's going to review a movie. And then I'm going to review a record. Jay's going to. So what do you want to do two weeks from now? You want to do movie or album? Uh, well, this uh, we'll do movie. This we'll do. We'll do movie. OK, so what am I watching for two weeks from now? You are watching the 13th Warrior. Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. OK. That is an underrated movie, in my opinion. I think it is excellent. Okay, I have a friend who really likes it too. I think I might have seen it at one point, but I don't remember anything about it. So a rewatch will do me good. Yeah. Okay, Thirteenth Warrior. Um, I gave you a choice. I had a funny one in mind and a not funny one. You chose not funny. Correct. Uh, so the movie I'm going to assign you is two thousand, uh, the two thousand three American neo noir crime thriller uh, entitled Shade. Okay. Um, Shade stars a stu- tree. <laughs> <laughs> Stars Stuart Townsend, Gabriel Byrne, Thandie Newton, Jamie Foxx, Melanie Griffith, and Sylvester Stallone. Okay. It's a uh, poker movie. Uh, I don't know. I thought it's good. It flew under the radar a little bit, and it was uh, it only opened in six theaters and grossed half a million dollars. Uh, it got it got pretty good reviews, but I feel it's a good punching bag because you know it didn't make any money in the theater or anything. And cool, I hold I I, I heard about it secondhand, so that's that's shade. Nice. Uh, I'm excited. And that's going to do it. And uh, stay yonked. Yeah, stay yonked. Stay yonked. Always go Uncle Buck Wild. Uncle Buck Wild at every opportunity. Thank you to Watts. Watts. Thank you to Sots. Thank you you to Moe's for the uh, catering. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week. And remember, as always, that we are not Nordic. Nordic.